full of sick kids. Hopefully, it's not a prediction of the future or a foretelling of a house full of sick adults to come. Nevertheless, I woke up feeling a little bit nauseous, but for different reasons. Of course, uh, this is hard. This is hard to talk about. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not holding back. It might mean that I lose my podcast, but I will just make another one and another one and another one. I'm going to be like uh, Michael Scott from that, from that episode of The Office, you know, with Steve Carell and John Krasinski, who's a great underrated actor, by the way. I'll just start another paper company and another paper company after that and another paper company after that. Unfortunately, you'll have to find me if that happens. Which is why you should always stay in touch with me at uh, on my email via my email. The real earth box at protonmail.com. If and when you lose track of me, you know, I prefer when and if. If and when sounds a little bit too inevitable. You just send me an email. I'll tell you where you can find me. Let's assume I keep my, you know, my Twitter account continues to live on after I'm banned from podcasting platforms. You could always find me there at EarthFox. I keep going back to the seven stages of grief. You know, the ones shock and denial and anger and. Oh, wow. (laughs) Those, those were the first three, right? Well, I don't know if they go in any particular order, but yeah. Shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, Testing and acceptance. A lot of uh, political pundits in the mainstream media would have you in the acceptance stage already. That's what happened over the weekend. Hundreds of thousands of votes left to count. And the Democrats step out and claim victory despite all this. And of course, the mainstream media sycophants step up and go, oh, hooray, the red wave didn't happen. So, of course, I'm referring to Arizona, where Katie Hobbs declared victory. Nothing yet from the the Senate race or the Attorney General's race. But I think we all know where this is going. We, we, know, uh, we know what to expect. And the blame game has been going on since Friday. People are blaming Trump, the anti-Trumpers, of course, blaming Trump. What a big surprise. And then the Trump candidates blaming the GOP establishment. What a surprise. And there are uh, some indications that this could be a death knell for the 
grand old party. And you know what? I, I say good riddance. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fed up. I'm, I'm, I really want to stay optimistic. But we all knew what was going to happen. Deep down, we knew. Don't deny it. Get out of that denial stage. We knew what was going to happen because we knew that nothing changed. Only, only like uh, <clears throat> 30% of the state and local governments that changed their election rules for COVID changed them back. And while everyone's playing the, the blame game, I'm trying to maintain my 30,000 foot view. Because if you forget what happened yesterday, how are you going to know what to expect for tomorrow? There's a saying. Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And so how would you describe this election week based on that? We were robbed again. We let it happen. This is literally the, the equivalent to leaving your doors unlocked after your house has just been robbed. And the burglar is still on the loose. What did you expect to happen? If someone kicked your door down, robbed you blind, would you put a sign out in your front yard that said, Dear thieves, please don't come here. My locks are broken. That's what the Republicans did. It started on January 20th, 2021. When Donald Trump handed the keys to the thieves. Why would we expect Mitch McConnell to behave any differently? He's an establishment politician. He was lucky enough to keep his power. He knows. He knows deep down, just like the rest of us. So he invested the money entrusted to him by the campaign commission that he's in charge of that got hundreds of millions of donations, hundreds of millions of dollars in donations He decided he was going to use that money to try to win himself a, leader, a leadership position. Instead of funding the campaigns of the America First candidates that we wanted to vote for. He funded establishment candidates that would vote for him 
to be a leader in the majority or in the minority, whichever. He knew which one. He knew he wasn't going to be the majority because nothing was fixed after the last, the last election cycle. Let's be realistic. Everybody's afraid of being called an election denier. Well, not me. I'm going to call it like I see it. And what did I tell you last week? We don't know the results of the election. They're going to drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. And then the stories of election irregularities are going to start coming out. And here we are. Monday morning, the votes haven't even been, they haven't even finished counting the votes. They're already declaring victory for themselves and the mainstream media is helping them. Again, just move us right along. Come on, move, move on, move past it. Now here's this big story about some made-up individual called Sam Bankman-Fried. Am I meant to believe that's a real person? This guy's a big-time money manager involved in cryptocurrencies, and his name is Bankman? Bankman. That sounds like the intelligence operative posing as a Russian national in the Donald Trump-Russia collusion soap opera that we've all forgotten about. Yeah, her backstory was that she owned a wine store in Russia. And so her last name in Russian was the translation of wine store. Yeah, I'm not making it up. But that's this big scandal. Billions of dollars lost. Oh, and he was a Democrat donor he was the biggest democrat donor since george soros and he robbed people of of a billion dollars or something like i mean who cares who cares it's a distraction this is the shiny object that's supposed to make you forget that we don't have elections in this country And nothing will happen to this individual. The story will go nowhere and we'll all go, oh, well, I guess it's just because of our corrupt justice department. Move on. What can you do? Don't worry, guys. We'll get them next time. If we just vote a little bit harder. That's pacification. What I told you last week. Oh, we're, we're going to win the house though. We're going to win the house and then they're going to make Donald Trump the speaker and, and it'll be, it'll, why, why will it be so great? Why will it be so great? Because we've been pacified enough that we won't, we won't have to miss an episode of the bachelor because we won't go to civil war. We won't go to civil war and, and China won't pour across our northern border while Russia launches missiles at us from Cuba. It'll be great. The lights will stay on. The internet will stay connected. Is that what you voted for? 
Let's just keep everything the same. Can we just keep everything the same? Barely making ends meet because our politicians are sucking the life force out of our country, funneling it into their own coffers. Is that how we're going to go moving forward? Okay, well, let's find out what's going on with Tom Brady and Giselle then. How about that? Let's check in with Elon Musk and his acquisition of Twitter. That's a lot less depressing. Let's look to the next election. See, the math lays out because the, the, the Democrats are going to have to defend a third of their Senate seats in, in, in 2024. That means we'll really be able to vote our way out of it next time. Give me a break. Everyone's afraid of being an election denier, of, of, of disturbing the trust that people have in our election institutions. Why, why are you afraid of that? You afraid that you're going to call attention to this glaring issue that we have in the sovereignty of our country? You afraid that you're going to turn people on to what's really happening? But the fear is, okay, well, then what do we do about it? That's what everybody's afraid of. No, they're not afraid of the reality. They know the reality. Mitch McConnell knows the reality. Kevin McCarthy knows the reality. All weekend long on social media, I saw people going, oh, Kevin McCarthy's not saying anything about the stolen elections, and neither is Mitch McConnell. Everybody's just pretending like nothing happened. No, they're not, they're not pretending that nothing happened. They know exactly what happened. They know what happened this time. They know what happened last time. And I would guess that they probably know what happened all the dozens of times before that. I mean, Mitch McConnell's been in Congress for 30 years. Let's Google it. How long has Mitch McConnell... Two L's, two N's, who knows? I bet the search engine will figure it out. He's been in office since 1985, at least. Those are the quick results from my DuckDuckGo search. Do you think Mitch McConnell doesn't know what's going on? I bet he's not the only one. There's a reason they call them establishment politicians. Because they've been there since <laughs> since politics was established. <laughs> but we're all supposed to be mad at the establishment now. Well, we didn't know that nobody told us the plan that there was no what was the GOP running on? Why were why were we supposed to vote for them? Well, they didn't tell us what we were voting for. We voted for what, what? What? Because it was all, it was staring you all in the face. Every time you drive by a gas station, those huge numbers up on the sign. Yeah, that's why you were supposed to vote for a Republican. When you buy your groceries at the end of every week, the huge number at the bottom of your receipt. Yeah, that's 
why you were supposed to vote for a Republican. And you did. You did vote for a Republican. Because you knew what you were voting for. You were voting to end the shit show. So all of these excuses, all of this blaming, it's all meant to distract you from the fact of what really happened. And that's that we let the globalist establishment operating in this country select our politicians for us. They dared us to do something about it in 2020. They dared us again in 2021. And we did nothing. We thought we could vote our way out of it. And we were wrong. We were wrong. And today we know that. So what are you going to do moving forward? The GOP is going to take control of the House. At least we have that. And I personally want them to focus on the FBI. Because if they dig into what happened with the FBI, they can start digging into the role that the FBI played in the 2020 election. They can dig into the role that the FBI played in January 6th. And they can stop them from interfering in the lives of good American citizens further. It's called the power of the purse. They will cut off the funding if they have to. Or they won't. We can't pretend like we know what's really going on. We can only try to piece things together and use our common sense to develop something that makes sense. I mean, they call it Occam's razor, which is the principle that the most simple explanation is most often the correct explanation. The example here online is when you hear hoofbeats on the ground, you think horses, not zebras. So look at the totality of what we know. The GOP doesn't run on a platform. Well, because they didn't have a platform or because they knew it was pointless to come up with a platform. Katie Hobbs doesn't debate because she couldn't debate or because she knew it was pointless to debate. She, I mean, think about it. Katie Hobbs goes up on stage, debates Carrie Lake, gets blown out, completely embarrassed and eradicated as she would have been. It makes her harder. It makes it harder for her to cheat the election. It seems like it was already hard enough. I mean, they're trying to make all the Republican votes go away in Maricopa County right now. That, I mean, that's what's taking so long to count the votes, people. They have to figure out how to hide all the Republican votes. That's what's going on. It's nothing else. It's not that Mitch McConnell didn't pump enough money in there 
Mitch McConnell pumped money into Alaska because he thought that at least there were entities in Alaska that would cheat for someone that would vote for him in the, in the Senate. He took money out. He took the money out of New Hampshire and out of Arizona because he knew that those states were in the bag. And I don't know why he didn't come out and tell anybody. I couldn't tell you. I wish I could. I wish I knew the answer. John Fetterman finally came out and debated Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania after the citizens of Pennsylvania had already been allowed to vote for 50 days. After they already cast their votes for him, he comes out to debate. Big shocker. Big shocker, but life goes on. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Please rate, review, and share the show. And keep your chin up. I'll be back. Goodbye. Goodbye.